And if you think about it, if you just, you know me, I always love to take that long back step and, and, and look at the, the big picture. In the history of man, fighting has achieved nothing. This week, Dr. Noelle Nelson gives us the ground rules on how to have a constructive discussion without it devolving into a fight. Stay tuned. I know there's a bunch of therapists out there. Did you know that you can get listed on Hitch starting at just $1? To get started, click the Get Featured link in the directory, and within a few quick steps, your website can begin showing up all over hitchedmag.com. Don't wait. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again with the always brilliant Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, Noelle is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of many best-selling books, and today we are going to talk about how you and your spouse can have a fruitful discussion instead of a fight, uh, which seems like, well, okay, that seems like something we should all know how to do. Um, and when a couple has something serious to discuss, like a problem with one of the kids or a money issue, uh, a discussion can quickly and easily devolve into a fight. Um, but what you're saying, Noel, is that happens most often because there are no ground rules that have been established. Correct. Um, unfortunately, the song that says, you know, love is enough, <laughs> how, we, how we wish that were so, um, it's not. And we are rarely raised or taught in school how to have a good discussion, you know, when you like seriously disagree about something. So, so, so you're not talking about how to communicate well. Generally, what we're talking specifically about today is how you can keep a serious discussion, a discussion, and not have it turn into some sort of confrontation. Um, so what then would be those ground rules that help us achieve that goal? Well, I want to give a little, a little sort of a background to keep in mind because this will be more obvious as we go through um, our podcast today, okay. which is you got to set things up so there's no need for your spouse or later yourself to get defensive because that's really how people get into a fight. It usually starts with somebody feeling that they've been offended, mm -hmm. something offensive, and then they immediately react by being defensive. And we certainly understand why. It's a survival mechanism, okay? But in a marriage, <laughs> hopefully you're trying to survive together mm -hmm. <laughs> and not kill each other off, right? Yeah. So with that as the background, right, that what you're really, your, your end goal is going to be to avoid creating situations where one or the other of you starts getting defensive because that's, that's how it escalates. The first ground rule is you got to know what the issue is and both of you have to agree to stick to the issue. Okay. Now, that would seem really obvious, but it's not. 
Okay. Let's say the issue is, okay, because examples always help us out here. Little Johnny was called in again to the principal's office for hitting another kid in the playground. Mm -hmm. And you agree that's what you're talking about, okay? You agree, therefore, that this is not going to be a conversation about who has to leave work more often to go to parent-teacher meetings or a conversation about which one of you set that lousy example for Little Johnny. Which one of you is watching too many violent TV shows, video games, et cetera, et cetera, that's giving little Johnny the idea that he can get away with it, mm-hmm. et cetera. So you agree that the issue is little Johnny's called in for hitting another, another child. Okay. Then you agree to the purpose of the discussion. Now, often this is where we fall down. We may agree to the issue, it's about little Johnny, to the you know, to what it's going to be about hitting mm-hmm. the other child, but we forget the, to agree to the purpose of the discussion. As I, in, I think this is, by the way, I think this is very important because as you're going through those examples, I could already see where the failure was going to happen here because you're right. Um, why is your child hitting somebody else um, at school and the violent TV programming at home seems like it would be a very easy thing to connect um, yep. but I, you know, I know you're about to explain this, so go ahead and explain, <laughs> uh, on keeping on track here. Right. Because here's the thing. You're absolutely right, Steve. It is so easy to hook about mm, 50 things into the issue where they really have no place there that, you know, the, the content of your TV viewing or whatever, that's a subject for another conversation, not this conversation. So you agree and you have to agree to the purpose of the discussion, which is, for example, let's figure out what the best approach is, how we can best get across to little Johnny that hitting other children isn't appropriate. So we now have three items that came into this, right? We have, you got to know what the issue is. Okay. You got to agree to stick to the darn thing, meaning agree that you're going to stick to it, yeah. <laughs> agree to the purpose. Like, what do we, what do we think we're going to achieve? I mean, no business yes. in its right mind goes in there. We say, okay, widgets are fun. Well, that's yeah. nice. What are you trying to achieve? You yeah. know? And then fourthly, and this is a real important ground rule, keep the discussion between the two of you. Okay. So you don't bring in third parties like your mother or his mother, his best friend, your best friend, et cetera, et cetera. Unless... And this is a a very important unless you agree, the both of you, you're in this together, that you're okay with discussing this issue with any or all of these people. So Mm -hmm. there's no problem with saying, well, you know, my mother always had great ideas about this. And if your spouse says, well, I respect what your mother's opinions are. Okay, then let's, 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 as in let us together talk with her about it as opposed to, well, my mother always knew what to do. Yeah. Which is going to quickly devolve into, well, your mother isn't a saint or, you know. I mean, you, yeah. you, you may have had a friend, for example, who is like a brilliant investor uh, who has been able to uh, be very frugal but also achieve a lifestyle that you desire or something and you and your spouse are having money troubles. You guys, instead of fighting with each other, might agree to then have a conversation with them about what, what did you do? How did you achieve that goal? Um, right. Rather than bickering with each other or one of you going off and saying like, I'm going to go talk to this guy, but not have that conversation with your spouse because they might not want that to be aired with anybody else outside of the relationship. 
And if they didn't, here's where you can see that defensiveness kick right in. Mm -hmm. Because if they find out, or if even you say it to them, I'm going to go talk to so-and-so, say the defensiveness can easily be, how dare you? That's just a normal survival reaction. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, you know, I think so-and-so has some really good money ideas. What if, what if, what do you think? What do you think if we went and talked with them? That's not going to get a defensive. That's going to get a, well, I don't know. Let's let's talk about that some more. Because Something then like you're then you're not a, you're you're doing a couple things there. You're not attacking your spouse, and you're you're yeah. offering up solution ideas, um, neither of which would put them on the defensive. Because it's not about them at that point. It's about right. the issue and about a solution. Right. So we're back to the purpose of the discussion. Correct. Yes. And we tend we tend as couples we just tend to fall down on any one of those four. We either don't really know what the issue is. Is it, you know, the money woe or is it the fact that you think he overspent or she, he thinks she overspent? Well, I mean, what the issue really is. Is it that there's just not enough money in the household? Yeah. What is it? And then agreeing to stick to that issue. Well, if it's that there's not enough money in the household, let's, we don't need to talk about spending habits. We need to talk more about, okay, how are we going to increase our money flow? And then the purpose of the discussion, we want to be, we want to be happier in our, in our affluence. In other words, we want affluence. Thank you very much. Yeah. Not, not going hand to mouth here. It's, um, in, it's interesting because you could see just like the child issue, you can see on this money issue how you could attack it from a hundred different angles and you can quickly take something like this about we want to be in a better place to attacking your spouse. You spend too much on shoes or right. you're golfing every right. weekend. That's costing us too much money. And so you could quickly see how this could easily, easily devolve into a fight rather than let's figure out how we can live this lifestyle that we both want to achieve. And maybe we do need to cut back on those things, but that's not the purpose of this discussion. No. And if you think about it, if you just, you know me, I always love to take that long back step and, and, and look at the, the big picture. In the history of man, fighting has achieved nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, on the grand scale, fighting has achieved very little. Even, even if you take world events, yes, of course, Hitler's no, no longer among us, but unfortunately, there's still people who are horribly prejudiced. Yeah. You yeah. know, so in the short term, fighting often looks like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wrestle you to the ground and I'll win and yay, it's, it's, we're done. Yep. Whether it's emotionally, physically, or mentally, but in the long run, it, there's nothing that will beat a, an agreed upon so discussion and solution. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Those Be last forever. Because those kind of battles, those kinds of fights, there's no agreement to them. Correct. There's a Correct. victor and a loser, but there's no – or a defeated, I should say. Um, but but there, yeah, there's no agreement. So that the, – the, the disagreement sticks around. Correct. Uh, and it eventually festers and rises a, up again. A century, two centuries <laughs> later, yeah. it could still be there. Um, Absolutely. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk about um, how you can move forward. I'm sorry, that was the, those were the ground rules, though, right? Before I yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So let's move forward really quick. Um, what can we do then if the discussion does get off track? How do you deal with that fact that we have broken one of these ground rules, but we need to get back focused? Okay. This is going to seem so archaic. Those of you who are listening to us who are under 50 may not even understand why I'm saying this. But 
the best solution is get out a pad and a pen. <laughs> and when you first sit down, you put, okay, issue. Little Johnny called into principal's office hitting child. <laughs> okay. Then you write down, literally, you write the line down. Okay, what's the purpose of this discussion? Figuring out, you know, how we can get across to little Johnny that that isn't appropriate. In, in other words, you literally write those elements down, just, just one line for each. Mm -hmm. And if you get off track on any of, and you put that in the middle of the both of you, you both agree that that's, that's what we're doing here. And whoever gets off track can gently, please, please gently say, mm, you know, I think we're kind of, we're kind of talking in circles or we're kind of talking on a tangent here. I'm, I, I, can we try to get back to number three? <laughs> yeah. So you've literally created the rule book oh, yeah. for which you're going to follow. And so when somebody breaks the rule, you can identify, yeah. no, 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 number yeah. three here, uh, let's yeah. let's try to stay focused. Yeah, exactly. And you do it gently. Yeah. Please remember that the grounding of love, guys, is kindness and patience. Mm -hmm. Not I'm right, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't want to say, so, you always right. do this. Why can't we just That's stick right. to the topic? That will go nowhere fast. <laughs> Oh, it'll go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. By so the way. Really, it seems very old-fashioned to write things down, but people really respond to things that are written down. You want someone to take something seriously, write it down. I guarantee they'll take it seriously, far more seriously than a text or an email. Okay, so okay, that's actually where I was going to get to. So if, let's say, uh, we happen to have an iPad, and we make the note on the notes program of the iPad and put it between us. Does that have the same effect? Or is there something about physically pen to paper that achieves a little bit more? Well, pen to paper activates muscle memory. But in this particular case, your iPad, as long as it's – you see, an iPad can be used as a mutual instrument. It's a community Whereas device. texting or email – thank you. Yeah. It's a community thing. It's a community log, if you will. Got so it. that's perfectly fine. Okay. But do bear in mind – and then this – you know me in science – is that anything written down does activate muscle memory, which sticks with you longer. Now – Okay, science-wise, <laughs> if we're going to go there, is is it shown that um, doing that electronically doesn't have that effect, or has it just not been studied yet, or you know what I mean? I don't believe that. Uh, no, there there's a, a big difference with typing on a keyboard as far as muscle memory goes. But 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 there okay. have not been nearly as many. I mean, I don't I don't know actually of any studies that have specifically addressed that yet. Okay, because I will, so I don't know. I, I, the one thing I was going to say about that is I can totally understand the keyboard thing. Um, mm -hmm. because you type something on a keyboard and it appears on a screen that's actually separate from what you're typing on. And this was mm -hmm. actually one of the things that, um, because I, for many of you that don't know, I, uh, in another life, I am also a technology reporter <laughs> or have been in the mm -hmm. past. Um, so one of the things that made the tablet and um, all these touchscreen devices uh, explode is the fact that there's a tactile response um, what you touch something, it directly appears underneath what you're touching, um, mm -hmm. which is why you see babies pick up iPads and they're able to swipe and move things around in it and it makes sense to them because they touch it and it responds. Whereas a keyboard, you touch a key, the F key, and it appears on a screen that's separate. So I was just wondering right. if – you know, when I you take know. a when you take a pen or a pencil and you put right. it on paper and you scrib and you 
drag it across it you see the line the same way that happens on a tablet but you're right it does not happen on a, a keyboard in a traditional computer right. setting right nor does it if you're texting exactly well right. so i don't think there have been studies done not that i know of um uh, but certainly if you stop and think about it, when you write something, it's like uh, carving a statue or creating music. It's something that you yourself can see the tangible results of your creation. That's why I like to carve all my notes in stone. <laughs> you and Moses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think okay. his were a little more important than mine. <laughs> um, okay. So so if if the conversation gets off track – uh, as I think I just did with ours, <laughs> um, uh, we point to the rules and say, this is, you know, can we, in, in a polite, courteous manner, let, let, can we, can we stick to number three? I think we're getting off track. Um, so what other ground rules would you suggest, um, and keeping now, fights here, cordial? Yeah. Here we're going into the land of just plain old good communication, which is respect whatever your spouse has to say. Okay especially if you disagree with it, especially, because that's where it's harder to do. So you want to try to go into understanding mode, not I am right mode. And saying things like, I'm having trouble understanding where you're coming from on this. Would you please help me out with that? Very innocuous, neutral request for understanding. Those are gold, absolute so, gold. In so this takes like good listening skills because you have to be able to listen oh, to what they're saying, hearing them, and and yeah. then not jumping to some defensive response, but trying to really find what it is they're, they're trying to get at. Yeah, because more often than not, you'll find that there is something within what they're trying to get at that will ease things between the two of you. Yeah. And you can disagree without criticizing or putting down, which if you recall the, the, the grand poobah of uh, marriage, which is Dr. Gottman's mm -hmm. work, seminal work, his warning signs of impending marital problems, the very first is criticizing, which is very different from disagreeing. You can disagree all day long and have a fabulous marriage. Mm -hmm. But criticizing is putting your spouse's opinion down, mm -hmm. making it wrong, as opposed to just holding a different point of view. And that's how often discussions morph into conflict. Yeah. Because instead of simply trying to understand and accepting that there's a disagreement, we go to criticizing as in, well, that'll never work, <laughs> which is a yeah. great one, or that's a dumb idea, which is really, really bad, as opposed to, I hear what you're saying. I, I feel differently about that. Um, I think from my perspective, maybe we should try blah, blah. Yeah. Very different attitude. Yeah. And yeah, the other thing about it is uh, it doesn't matter if you agree or disagree it's their opinion. They own that. That's and so if if that's their opinion, you have to be able to accept their opinion or thoughts on the subject. Absolutely. And even if you disagree with it, because that's that's Absolutely. what that's what they think. So, um, th you know, once you have accepted that, then you can move on to the solution portion of this discussion. Correct. Um, Correct. So, what about humor? Can you use humor? To lighten the, the discussion up or is it uh, inappropriate to use and when you're trying to find these kind of solutions? Well, that one's hard, Steve, because it really depends on the couple. But generally speaking, when it comes to a serious discussion, I would suggest avoiding it because humor, what seems just plain playful funny to you, may be perceived as sarcasm or disrespect to the other person. 
I can't, you know that I, I, in my other hat, I work as a trial consultant. I can't tell you how many cases uh, come to court because somebody felt disrespected and the other person was just kind of goofing off. Mm. So you want to be careful. Even teasing, which can be fun and playful and delicious when everything's going well, can be very hurtful when there's a serious discussion going on. So, eh, you know, unless you're a couple that's really got that humor thing going between you and it, and it fits and it works great, I would suggest leaving it outside. Now, do you think it would matter um, if you're discussing things the issue is about you two, like you or the other person, as opposed to we're talking about the kid. Like if if there's a um, if there's distance between what the conversation is about, do you mm-hmm. think it, it's it's easier to use humor in those situations? Yeah, it depends <laughs> how much distance, you know. Yeah, and then usually the discussion isn't very serious. Yeah. Okay. Because just talking about, I don't really like that, you know, your, your friend, um, Albert always calls us, you know, in the middle of date night, (laughs) that's not a very serious discussion that can be, Oh, you know, Al, he's just a, he's just a lonely, weird guy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do know that, um, I mean, you brought up, uh, uh, John Gottman, uh, just a minute ago, uh, (laughs) he, one of the things that he he does say is humor is good because it can break the tension when you're having discussions. He's right. Yeah. It can. It just depends on the couple. Okay. It just depends on the couple. For some couples, it's an escalator. Okay. So, so I, and that's something that people listening to this podcast, you'll know because you've probably already experienced this where, where you guys are trying to have some sort of a discussion and you or your spouse says something trying to be funny and it just (laughs) cue sound effects of the spiraling down the drain. Right. Um, Okay. Uh, Is is there anything else uh, in in an effort to have a fruitful discussion? I think that along the same lines as um, respecting and understanding, attempting to understand where your spouse is coming from is, and this is an oldie but goodie, is use I sentences instead of you sentences, like saying things like, I'm uncomfortable with that. I don't see it the same way. I'd prefer to consider this other solution. Those sorts of statements are vastly preferable to, you don't know what you're talking about. What makes you think you have all the answers? You always have to be right, don't you? Which can you can you even hear just from the tone? Yeah. Those are all offensive, which make people go directly to the defensive, and here we are in yeah. the brawl. So those are really. And, you know, I mean, I'm sorry. Yep. Go ahead, please. I was saying, you know, someone gets offended, the other person feels the need to defend themselves, and quite frankly, Steve, that's true. Whether we're three years old, 103 years old, or anything in between, it's just the way we're wired. Mm-hmm. I was I was just going to say that. Just the words themselves, you, that's an, that's an attack immediately. doesn't matter what follows it. It's, it's an attack. Uh, Whereas I, there, there is no attack there. You're not um, moving the conversation toward that person. You're keeping it within yourself. And I think that's, and and I know we've talked about this a lot in the past. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it is so important. I mean, it, it, it's amazing how, if you just keep the conversation uh, in in your feelings to yourself, and you're not projecting them onto the other person. Uh, how easy the 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 conversation can flow from that point forward. Absolutely. Yep. Um, well, this was fantastic, Noel. Uh, I mean, we need to 
to keep the ground rules, which are what is the issue, stick to the issue, what is the purpose of the discussion, and then keep the discussion between the two of you. Uh, We need to write them down, physically write them down uh, so that we can point to any rules um, in a polite and courteous manner if we get Mm -hmm. the conversation off track. Um, Make sure that if there is humor used, it's appropriate for the conversation um, and uh, – you know, more often than not, it probably isn't, particularly if you're talking about a serious discussion. Keep the conversation within the coupledom, I guess, um, unless otherwise explicitly stated by both. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, don't attack your spouse during conversation by using you and those kind of things. I think you listen to the podcast really, really well. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be a very good listener. <laughs> Well, I would say you just scored an A plus plus plus. Yay! Yay for me! Pat on the back. <laughs> um, well, hopefully, everybody listening to this uh, got all those points as well. And the great thing about the podcast is you can listen to it again if you if you miss something, or you can even better yet, you and your spouse when you're driving somewhere this weekend, or maybe you're going on a date, uh, you can plug in your iPhone or your Android phone download it on iTunes or Stitcher and listen to it in the car on your way and have a discussion about it afterward. Absolutely. There you go. That's the great thing about podcasts. You can listen to them anytime, anywhere, anyplace. And as I just mentioned, you can listen to them on Stitcher and iTunes. And uh, of course you can find it on our website. And uh, Noel, I want to thank you so much for your time. And um, they can find you on your website, noelnelson.com. Is that correct? Absolutely. Uh, so uh, that is going to do it for us, everybody. But I, as I started to tease there, uh, Noelle is a relationship expert, as you clearly got today, um, is the author of many best-selling books. Her most recent uh, relationship book is Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships is another recent uh, relationship book that she has written. She has actually a newer book out uh, for all you business-minded folk. Uh, it is available on Kindle Readers, which uh, you can download the Kindle app for all your electronic devices. The book is guided for free. Thank you, thank you. Uh, it, <laughs> the Kindle book is Got a Bad Boss, Work That Boss to Get What You Want at Work. Uh, as I mentioned, you can find all this information at her website, noelnelson.com. Uh, of course, we have this up on our, our website, pitchedmag.com. You can find Noelle on uh, the social platforms, on Facebook, on Twitter, on uh, Google+. Plus. Uh, on Twitter, it is uh, at Dr. Noelle Nelson. Um, you can follow me on uh, Twitter if you'd like. I am at Hitch Media, and that is actually me. So um, I actually, you know, we don't really have technically a Hitched uh, Twitter account. Like I am the Hitch Twitter account. So if you're looking for the uh, a really regular dose of uh, our relationship information, uh, check it out there. Uh, we are also on Facebook, uh, Tumblr, Google+, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, a lot of Pinterest people out there. So uh, check us out. Follow us on all those things if you want to have this stuff fed into your um, regular social streams because we think it helps because everybody else, you know, if you like football, for example, you probably read ESPN and the NFL.com website on a regular basis because you want to stay up to date on the new quarterback or the head coach. Um, things change in relationships. Information changes. We 
have all this great research that you all constantly cite. So uh, if you want to stay up on this stuff, follow follow us on the various things. So. Uh, that is going to do it. So one last time, thank you so much, Noel. It's always fun to do these conversations, have these conversations with you. Thank you, Steve. All right, that's going to do it. So until next week, take care, everybody. 